Proverbs chapter number 4. We're going to read several verses, uh, just a simple, old-fashioned Bible message. Hopefully, it'll be a help and encouragement. Uh, I think uh, it's practical, and it will it'll point out some things that, uh, that we need to hear today. Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 10. This is Solomon writing to his son. He says, Hear, O my son, and it's good to remember that this isn't just some five or ten-year-old. This is when Solomon's writing. He's writing to an adult son, which is good reminder, young people, that it's always good to listen to your parents. They have wisdom. They have insight. And you'll actually go through a little stage in life where, uh, you know, a small kid thinks his dad knows everything, and as he gets older in his teenage years, his dad knows nothing uh, in his mind. And then when he gets uh, in his 30s and 40s, and actually the older he gets, the more he realizes, my dad knows a whole lot. So if you could just understand from experience and wisdom, uh, and those who have gone on before you, when you hit your, your uh, teenage and early 20s, and you're tempted to think your dad doesn't know much and you know more, let me just say, he knows a lot, and you, you need to listen. So anyway, here's Solomon speaking under inspiration, realizing his adult son needed to listen to what he had to say. And so I think we all need to listen. And here he says, Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. That's a good good thing if you just listen. He said, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, and pass away. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence, but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Let not thine eyes look right on. And let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Now this passage oftentimes is used to focus in on verse 23, keep thy heart with all diligence. And I have preached from this passage with that thought in mind, but actually I want to uh, direct your attention to verse number 26, ponder the path of thy feet. 
and let all thy ways be established. So I want to look at this passage from this angle, and the title of the message is Ponder Your Path. Ponder Your Path. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you've given us the word to help us, to encourage us, to warn us, and to educate us. And I would ask, Lord, that our hearts would be open. We, in Bible college here, we hear a lot of preaching on Sunday. We just heard some good messages yesterday. Then we come into chapel, and people go through Bible class, and they, they hear Bible over and over and over again. And I pray, Lord, they wouldn't let their hearts get hardened to it, but the word would help soften their hearts, and I pray that we receive these things and take a fresh look at our lives and the path that we're on today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So a path is a well-trodden way. Uh, It was common for us when we uh, lived in Zambia to use footpaths, especially in the more rural areas where we lived in the southern province. And we'd go out visiting, and you'd be taking a footpath here, footpath there, And many of these footpaths would intersect with one another, and it would be possible to come a crossway, and you're like, okay, so which way do I go now? A little fork in the road, this is a fork in the path. And sometimes the footpaths are not so well-worn, they're just kind of worn. And then other times, during the rainy season, the the grass is so tall, it just, and if it gets wet, kind of leans in over the path, and you don't even know where the path is, and you're hoping you're on the path still, and you're hoping that you, you don't find some critters under the path that you're walking on. Uh, so it would be possible to take the wrong way, and once you get on a wrong path, then uh, you end up at a wrong destination. Doesn't that make sense? You get on the wrong path, you're going to end up where you weren't planning to go or where you don't need to be going. And when, you're, when that happens, not only have you wasted time, but then you're also a bit frustrated, like, I've got to backtrack, and I've got to get back on the right path, and you lose a lot uh, uh, of your day that way. And sometimes being on the wrong path can lead even to danger. You get to a place where, ooh, I don't want to be here. You don't want to walk down the path and, and uh, get into a situation that you shouldn't be in. In verse number 26, we're told to ponder the path that we're on, right? God says, ponder the path of thy feet, thy, you, singular. So God says, I want you to ponder the path that you're on. In life, there are a lot of paths to be on. Uh, Let me back up and say this, that the word ponder not that difficult. You probably already understand. It means to weigh mentally. You're, you're thinking, you're considering. And so God has commanded us to consider our path, has he not? Because there's a lot of paths um, out there. And the path that you're on is going to t- determine where you end up in life. The path that you're on right now will determine where you're going to be soon. And some of you are simply, I'm going to just say this, are on the wrong path. And some are on the right path. And those who are on the right path, the devil wants you off the right path to get on the wrong path. And if you're on the right path, and you're on the wrong path, the devil wants to keep you there because he wants you to end up where you're not supposed to be. So there's many paths. Uh, they can be categorized in two groups, the right path, the wrong path, and 
I want to ask you, which path are you on right now? So I don't know. I'm, on, I'm just I'm walking through life. You know, I'm not on a path. I'm sitting in chapel, right? No, we're all on a path somewhere. What path are you on? God says to ponder this. So let's take some time and ponder this right now. Let's think about the path that us as individuals are on. And um, hopefully, by the time we're done with the message, you'll have a better idea from the scriptures what path you're on. And I hope, if it's the wrong path, that you'll get off it soon. And if you're on the right path, you'll determine, by God's grace, to stay on it and do all that you can to stay on that right path. So let's, first of all, we'll, we'll, we'll cover the negative, and then we'll go back and hit the positive. So let's look at the wrong path first. You know, before I get in, I'm going to use some scriptures here to help explain this. But over the years, uh, Pastor Omar Kosk would, uh, would vouch for this. Mr. Reinhardt would vouch for this. That uh, we've seen a lot of high school and college students over the years. A lot of them. You know, you look at us and think we're old. Okay, we are. That means we've seen a lot of people come through. <laughs> um, and it never fails that someone that we see who's on the wrong path, end up where they shouldn't be. And you can almost predict it. You can see, mm, something's not right there. And sometimes you know what the not right thing is, and you've dealt with them, and you've helped them, and you've warned them, and you've counseled them, and you've guided them, you've pointed it out, you've talk, talked to parents, the parents talk to them, and they're still on the wrong path. They're determined to stay on the wrong path. They might cover it up and hide it, whatever they want to do, but they're still on the wrong path because that's the path that they want to be on. And just fast forward a couple years, that path took them somewhere where they were not intending to get to. They were just dabbling a little bit here and there. They're just having a little bit of fun, enjoying their freedom, whatever it is. And that path led to not just immodesty, but immorality. It leads to drinking, sometimes drugs. It leads to rebellion. And rebellion through, through music, through the worldly music, the rock music. And, and, and they don't call it CCM anymore. Now they call it worship music. You call it whatever you want to call it. But if you're hiding it from your parents and from the staff, there's a reason you're doing that. It's because that music promotes rebellion. And the fact that you hide it proves that you are in rebellion to God and the authority that's set over you. Well, I just disagree with with fair he no you just disagree with god and the authorities he's put over you so rebellion people are out of church far from god ruined relationships with their families all because they were on the wrong path and that wrong path led them to a wrong destination always does unless you get off the wrong path and get back on the right path you cannot think that you will be the exception to the rule that, hey, I can be on this wrong path and I won't get to the wrong place. No, you will get to the wrong place. Every time. Think about, I want each of us to think about someone that you know who's not living for God right now, that used to be. We all know someone like that. They were living for God. 
In most cases, it didn't surprise you when they took that big step into sin. And it didn't surprise you because you kind of saw it coming. They were on the wrong path already, were they not? It just, they didn't get to their destination yet. But they were getting there. There there are people in here right now, you're on the wrong path. And you haven't got caught, so to speak. You haven't reached that destination. You haven't reaped what you've sown. But you will get there. You're on the way. You're going to get there. So if you're on the wrong path today, where do you think you're going to be a year or two from now? You're you're traveling down it. Where are you going to be? You're going to be further down the path to a destination that you didn't think you'd probably get to. Because you were just kind of taking a little diversion a little bit. You're going to come back to the right path. Oh, yeah, eventually you were. No one's the exception. If you are on the wrong path today, you will be much further down the road a couple years from now. Further than you ever thought doing things probably that you never thought you would end up doing. I, I deal with people like that have dealt with people like that over the years. Oh, I would never. And then, yeah, a couple years. Oh, yeah, you are. So look at the others who were where you are today a couple years ago. They were on the wrong path a couple years ago, and now they're far from God. You're not there yet, but you're getting there. And that's just how the devil works. He doesn't want you on God's path, and he'll offer you whatever it takes to get you off of that path. Could, could be money, could be a girl, could be a guy, could be a job, could be the freedom from the rules, whatever it is. Uh, but I am greatly concerned when I see people who are on the wrong path, and I'm just going to throw it out here this morning, and hopefully someone will respond. I can't make anyone respond. I just hope someone will consider what God says and make the right choices today. So let's quickly go through some things about the wrong path through uh, Proverbs chapter number 4. Take you uh, back to verse 14. First of all, we see it's a path of wickedness. The wrong path is a path of wickedness. How do I know if I'm on the wrong path? Now, some of these will apply to you. Some of them won't. I understand that because we're not all guilty of every sin out there in the world. Uh, But how do we know? Well, first of all, it's a path of wickedness. Verse 14, first part, it says, Enter not into the path of the wicked. Well, what's wicked? Anything that's against God. Bad language. Words that are not pure, clean, and right. Dirty talk, filthy talk, sexual innuendos. You say, us? Oh, sure, nobody talks dirty in the locker room. (laughs) You see a smirk over there already. Huh? Guilty. 
<laughs> yeah, fine. Be on the wrong path. Enjoy it. Because it's not going to last long. It doesn't end well. Never does. Never does. Never does. Bad language. Gossip. The worldly music. The deceit. The sneaking around. The complaining. The filthy use of the internet. Self-pity. Laziness. Immorality. Whatever you want to call it. Whatever bad thing you are doing is an indication you are on the wrong path. Well, I just did it once. Well, then you're on the wrong path once. But you're on the wrong path and you haven't gotten off yet. So you've repented of it and come back to the Lord. It's a path also of evil companions. Continue in verse 14. It says, and go not in the way of evil men. Evil companions. So who are your friends? How close are your friends to God? How much do your friends love God? You know, this is, the, this is the reason why it's such a problem and so dangerous to have friends in the world. Because they don't love God. They're not going to bring you closer to God. Now, is there a reason and a time to have any kind of uh, contact and interaction with unsaved people? Yes, but for what purpose? To enjoy their company? Or to bring them closer to God and help them get saved. Yeah, it's to help evangelize them. So how close are your friends to God? Let me ask you this. Would your parents approve of your friends' actions? What your friends do, would your parents be fine with that? Oh, no. (laughs) They don't know, though. No, you're on the wrong path then, because you have evil companions. And God said that we're supposed to um, stay away from that, enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Don't be on the same path with people who are doing evil. And if they're doing evil, call them out. Say, shut up. Don't say that. Walk away. Let them know. You're not part of that. How, how else do we know if we're on the wrong path? Well, so it's a path of wickedness, a path of evil companion. It's a path to be avoided. Look at verse number 15. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, pass away. Get away. You uh, may not want to get on the wrong path initially, but there's this little thing in all of us that's curious. We're just curious. Why is that so bad? I wonder what it really does feel like to have a little alcoholic buzz. I wonder, I wonder what kind of, you know, if I take, you know, do a little bit of vaping, if I do a little bit of this and I do a little of this, I do this TikTok challenge and I do this and I can get a little high and get into this. And I just wonder what, you know, what is so bad about that pornography on the Internet? I mean, they say it's so bad. I mean, it's just, you know, people. People aren't bad, so what's bad about looking at people? They're people. And God created people, so, you know, let me, I'm just curious. What's so bad about it? And so you just enter that path because you're curious. You aren't planning to get down the road, but then you are a lot farther down the road than you ever thought. And that's why it's a path that's supposed to be avoided. 
We've got to not even enter the path. That's what God's saying here. That's why there are rules. That's why there's restrictions that your parents put on you. To help you not get on the wrong path, because we know it takes you to a wrong destination that will hurt and harm you. Listen, every one of us have been on the wrong path to some extent. And so it's not a matter of like, oh, did you see what they did? No, it's not that. It's we, we try to help one another and care for one another and help them back on the right path and encourage them to stay on it. Another thing about the wrong path, it's a path of mischief. We find that in verse 16. For they sleep not except they have done mischief. Now that word mischief means to spoil. It means to... Uh, break in pieces. It can refer to hurting, harming, and injuring someone or something. So let me say this then. It's a path of mischief. That's what the scripture says. When your actions hurt people, it's an indication you are on the wrong path. If your parents knew what secrets you keep in your heart, would it hurt them? And if so, you are practicing mischief. So I, I don't care. Well, then you've got more problems on your hands than that. But you're on the wrong path. Would it break their hearts to know what you do and what you think and what you really want to do? If so, it's time to get off the wrong path because you are practicing mischief. You are spoiling. You are breaking in pieces. You are hurting and harming. So, well, this hasn't come out. Well, it's going to come out someday. You love your parents? Get off the wrong path. It's pretty simple. Not easy. Pretty simple, though. Here, another thing about the wrong path. We continue in verse number 16. And their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. So here's the point on this one. It is a path of causing others harm. Does God want you and me to cause anyone else to fall into sin? No. So... When you get others to partake in your vice, you are causing them harm. Boys, when you lure a girl to do something with her, for her to do something with you that you guys should not be doing, you are harming them. You're on the wrong path. Girls, when you seduce some young man to, hey, it's not just the guys, I'm sorry. It's sometimes the girls. Then you are harming them. When you share, hey, did you see this? Hey, look at this link. You send you, you, this link to see these pictures. Or you show them this, you know, this little magazine that you have. Or you send them uh, your playlist that is filled with ungodly music. You are causing harm. You're causing some to fall. And God will hold you accountable for that. 
God's not happy with you. Not only will he punish you for doing what you're doing, but he'll punish you for influencing others and hurting and harming them. You're on the wrong path. You're on the devil's path. You're not on God's path. And you're traveling down this road. Where do you think that ends? You'll be further. If you're doing it now, you'll be further and further and further down that path a year, five years, ten years from now. What do you think your life's going to be like then? How are you going to influence the person you're married to? What kind of influence are you going to have on your children? You will destroy them. So I'm not looking that far down the path. I'm just having fun. (laughs) Hello? God puts it right here, black and white, pretty clear. Are you sharing dirty jokes with others? You're causing them to fall. Porn, the world of music, the inappropriate notes, all of that. You're not the only one on a wrong path. You're bringing others there, but it's not just the wrong path. It's a dangerous path. Then another thing we find in verse 17, it's a path of violence. Say, well, I'm not hurting. I'm not killing anybody. Bible says, for they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. It's just you're consuming. You're consuming wickedness. You're consuming violence. Yes, there's violence involved uh, when you're hurting people. So well, I'm not really, you know, like you know, going bad. But you never know how far down that path you're going to get and what it will end up bringing you to. Secondly, uh, not secondly. Continue here. Uh, In uh, verse number 19, the beginning of that verse says it's a path of darkness. The way of the wicked is as darkness. What lurks in the dark? Evil, fear, sorrow, panic, confusion, hopelessness. This is the path. Does that describe you? Never happy, always down, trying to... Make yourself feel better by sin. No. I'll just tell you, there are people who are in the depths of despair wanting to take their lives. I've dealt with too many of them because they got too far down the path of sin and it was a path of darkness and they couldn't handle it and they wanted out. And they looked back and said, that's a long way to get back on the right path. I don't know if I want to go all that way. There's some shame involved. I've got I to gotta walk back. I've ruined my name. I've destroyed my testimony. I, I just want out. It's a path of darkness. You better get off the path. You better not go that far. And yet, we're just the old crusty guys who get up here and, and harp on doing what's right and just loosen up a little bit. And how come you're always like, pointing things out, and you expect people to keep the rules. and <sighs> Just give me a break. Actually, we, we do care about you, and we want the best for you. It's a path of darkness, and it's a path of stumbling. The end of verse 19 says, They know not at what they stumble. You will fall. The end of the path is bondage, destruction, 
and sometimes death. So, not a good path. So let's quickly move to the next point. Let's look at the right path. In verse number 11, we see that it's a path of guidance. This is a pretty good path. Uh, Solomon said, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. Isn't that good that you have someone who is willing to teach you wisdom and to lead you down the right path? It would behoove all of us to follow those people and go on those right paths and not build an argument against them and find a little chink in their armor and the reason why you shouldn't have to listen to them because they are this or whatever. They're trying to help. And don't make them the enemy. God has people in your lives to lead you on this path and to show you the right way. And there's wisdom there. And uh, when there's wisdom, there's success. And when there's not wisdom, there's foolishness. So it's a path of guidance. Secondly, it's a path of peace. Look in verse number 12, the beginning. It says, when thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. The idea of straightened there means to be distressed. So on the right path, you're not going to be in distress. It's a path of peace. Now, it doesn't mean you won't have problems on the right path. You're going to have problems. But God will help you through your problems. Amen? Amen. You're going to have problems on the wrong path. But God's not there to help you. I mean, he's there if you turn and get back to him, but he's not necessarily guaranteeing to protect you on the wrong path. So if you want a, a, a more peaceful life, you can have peace in the midst of your storm. That comes by being on the right path. It's a path of stability. The end of verse 12, it says, And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Listen, the time to fall is not when you're in a dead sprint. You're really going to get hurt. It's going to hurt, all right? And so when you're running through life and you trip up and stumble, that's what's going to happen when you're in the wrong path. But you're not likely to do that on the right path. He says, thou shalt not stumble. It's really easy to get tripped up in life, isn't it? But not as easy on God's path. So when you stay on his path, you're less likely to live that life like a yo-yo up and down and all that. Let me say also in verse number 13, it's a path of instruction. He says, take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her for she is thy life. So instruction is thy life. The word instruction is more than just teaching. It involves warning. So I'm giving you this morning some instruction. I'm giving you some warning. And, and life is filled with warnings. And it's amazing how many people don't want to be warned and they don't want to be corrected. They get the chip on their shoulder. They roll their eyes. They shrug their shoulders. That's pride. But God's paths are safe because of his warnings. When you get off God's path, there's no warnings there. There's no warning signs. The devil doesn't put one up and say, hey, around the corner is this great big ditch. You're going to fall in it, and ha, 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 I'm going to laugh at you. He doesn't have that there for you. You're just cruising on down thinking everything's okay, and there's this deep pit, and he's got it all covered up, 
wanting you to walk on his little trap, and then, boop, you fall down, and ouch. No warning signs. But with God, we have plenty of instruction, plenty of warning signs. You come into chapel, there's plenty of warning signs. You have rules in the school. There's plenty of warning signs. You have parents that care about you and pray for you and uh, intercede for you. Don't resist the correction that God has for you from your parents and from the staff. These are part of being on the right path. And to resist it is to say, I want to be on the wrong path. If you have an attitude when you get corrected and you don't want to be corrected, you Mark it down, you are currently on the wrong path. And it's not going to end properly. So those who can't wait to escape the influence of godly authorities will have nobody to warn them. They're not going to have a good life. See it all the time. We still see people, as soon as they graduate or as soon as they have the opportunity, as soon as things get a little bit too tight, when people put a little pressure on them, they just bolt. I am tired of whatever. My parents, the pastors, Fairhaven, whatever it is. I'm going to go where no one's going to tell me what to do. And the funniest one is, I'm going to get away from my parents. I'm going to go join the army so no one can tell me what to do. <laughs> Have at it, buddy. Oh. It's a path of instruction. You need it. I need it. We need to stay on it. And uh, when you run away from it, you, you're guaranteed you're on the wrong path. It's also a path of life, verse number 13. Take fast hold of instruction, let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. You can have a good life on God's path. Or you can have the devil's path, the wrong path. Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth what? Death. You know it. We just forget it. So God's path is a path of life. Satan's path is a path of death. Maybe not physical death immediately, but death of relationships, death of peace, death of God's blessings, death of so many things that you really do need in life. And then it's a path of light. Verse number 18. But the path of the just is as the shining light. It's a shining light. It enables you to see where you're going. It allows you uh, to navigate and negotiate those uh, obstacles of life. There's going to be troubles out there, but you're on the right path and the light, you'll be okay. I didn't want to travel on footpaths at night in Africa. You can't see snakes real easily unless you have a, as they call it, a torch, which is a flashlight. <laughs> you carry your torch. You're better off seeing, uh, but they also move more at night. So I prefer not to hit the footpaths in, in the evenings. 
But to be on God's path you've got to, and have this light, you've got to be in his word because his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And if you're not in God's word daily trying to get some instruction and guidance from it, if you're not doing that daily, you're, you're on the wrong path. You're not on the right path. So you're going to be hurt and harmed by it. Every day we need to be... God's word, seeking that light and guidance. And if you don't have that daily devotional life, you're simply not on a bright path. And finally, in verse number 18, at the end, it says, it tells us it's a path of growth, getting better. Look at what it says. Um, I'll read the whole verse. But the path of the justice has the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. More and more. You know, more and more of anything that's good is pretty good, right? Um, we want more of a good thing. I want, you know, we all want more food, right, if it's good? Most of you probably want more money. Uh, anybody want more demerits? Well, no, that's, cause that's not a good thing. You don't want more of those, right? So is your path getting better and brighter as the days go on? Or is it getting darker and worse? Are you being loaded with benefits daily as the days go on? Or are you being loaded with trouble as the days go on? I mentioned demerits. If you're like racking up the demerits, that might be an indication you're not on the right path, huh? Uh, the devil also, he's going to send uh, clouds to obscure the sun but we're not supposed to observe the clouds. We're supposed to stay close to the Lord and look for his light, and he will provide that light. God's path is not always the easiest path, but it's always the best path because uh, in the end, uh, you'll be more blessed there. In 2007, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Reinhardt came to visit us in Zambia. Girls, do you remember when your parents left? We put them to work. Uh, but we also had uh, a little bit of fun. We took them down to Livingston and went on a game drive. It was a self-guided tour. I took Brother Armacost out there with my kids, and we had a good time out there also. So I, I was driving around with the, with the Reinhardts and my family, uh, and we got to an area where the road kind of disappeared. And so I was kind of guessing where it continued. It was... It was a path, and then I kind of like, well, I think it's there. It's like, well, let's just kind of go here. And at one point, I had to stop and put it in four-wheel drive because it was getting, like, not a path. <laughs> and eventually, we found ourselves in a clearing with uh, a few different outlets. So I'm like, okay, you know, let's just get out and see where we're at. So me and Mr. Reinhardt, we got out, and we're looking around. Okay, it was that way, that way, and... And I'm scanning, and I'm like, I'm seeing eyes in the bushes. I'm like, ooh, and I'm seeing big horns in the bushes. Hmm. I just calmly said, Mr. Reinhardt? Actually, I called him Brian, sorry. Uh, let's get back in the vehicle. And just kind of slowly moved back and got in the vehicle. I mean, there were, we were right there. There was a herd of Cape buffalo that are really known to charge and they've got these big horns that will really hurt or kill. And I'm like, 
okay, let's just get out of here. Thankfully, uh, we were able to get back in the vehicle and we made it out of there. Um, but it could have ended differently. I'm glad it didn't. I'm sure Emily and Anne are happy also, and maybe even Olivia. So traveling down the wrong path almost got us killed. I wasn't trying to go down the wrong path. It doesn't matter. I was where I didn't want to be. And in the same way, when you travel down the wrong path of sin, it is very dangerous. And we've all seen casualties because of it. And I urge you, if you're on the wrong path, get off. Get off. Verse 26 and 27, if you look with me, ponder the path of thy feet. This is what God's telling us to do. Let's look at our path and see where we're going. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. You're on the wrong path? Get your foot off the path. Get away from the evil, the evil friends, the evil music, the evil vices. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting others. It's mischief. You're going to hurt break your parents' hearts, you're going to cause someone else to fall into sin, and it doesn't end well. Let's stand to our feet with our heads bowed and eyes closed. God wants us to ponder and consider our paths. If you're on the wrong path, it's time to get off. You may need some help. Get some help. Go talk, talk to someone. Get some help. If you're on God's path, realize the devil has a lot of enticing trails he wants you to take to get off of it. So be, be, be careful of that. And maybe someone's never gotten on God's path. You're lost. You know it. You fought against God's conviction of, of sin, and you refuse to repent. That's a very dangerous place to be. I urge you, please, turn to God. Uh, let, let one of us know. We'd be happy to try to help you see how to be saved. You probably already know how to be saved. Let's determine to leave the path of darkness, that path of sorrow, the path of judgment that's coming. And whatever you need to do today, do it and get on the right path. Father, we pray that you'd bless the invitation and help. Lord, there are some here who are on the right path that are tempted to get on the wrong one. Some are on the wrong path and they're further down the road than they thought they were going to be, and they didn't realize what it was doing to them and others. I pray that they'd take your warning today and get help. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.